0: And that's why I am not in the basement. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more in less. in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. I'm uh, I'm up in the office.
1: Yeah, you're not in the you're not in the the rehearsal dungeon.
0: Yes, the reason being is that the dungeon is not going to be a dungeon for much longer. Uh, we have been uh, we've had construction people in all for the past couple of weeks. And they're actually going to wrap up sometime, hopefully tomorrow. They've already started painting. Cool. Um, and the dungeon will be a dungeon. No more. It'll be a much more productive space.
1: It'll be the rehearsal spa.
0: Yes. It'll be the podcast streaming spa Mm. slash other things. I love it. Yeah. The intent is kind of like to have like a workspace and then kind of like a relax chill space that can also double for things like rehearsals and that kind of stuff. So, um, we, uh, you know, with, with, Prime Day being upon us, I I definitely threw down for some extra doodads for the basement and uh, very excited to let you guys see that. You know, up to this point, I've been using the uh, green screen uh, because I needed to. Uh, My hope is, is that once all of this stuff is set up and optimized, I won't have to pretend like I am somewhere else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. That's exciting.
0: Uh, how was your trip, man?
1: It's really good. We went to um Asheville, uh, North Carolina, which is up in the mountains of North Carolina. And um the thing that people know about Asheville, if you're from here or a or a beer uh, uh fan, is it's a major beer city. So we absolutely we went and toured a bunch of breweries and brew pubs and had just a super fun day for our anniversary. It was 26th anniversary.
0: Congratulations!
1: Thank you. And we had big plans for twenty five, and then obviously that did not pan out last year. But twenty six uh, worked out. So um, so we had a really fun time and uh, and and had a great time listening to the episode that you recorded um, on our way down the mountain. It sounded it was it was great. It was really great conversation. It was so good. Thank you. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, uh,
0: I mean Eric is 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 a very talented guy, and um, picking his brain was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, uh, some of the I mean if you haven't checked it out, most of the, a lot of the good conversation happened on the Patreon, uh, stuff after the episode wrapped, we talked about, he was a part of a really interesting project where this, um, this like mental health, uh, charity created an album, uh, using artificial intelligence and neural networks to, uh, digest a bunch of, uh, musicians, like bodies of work and then create new songs And he was a part of that. He he sang, he did Kurt Cobain's part for a theoretical Nirvana song using AI. Uh, And there was you know Amy Winehouse and Janis Joplin and all these other artists that were a part of this as well. He just got chosen to do that. And the whole process is talk, we cover that on the Patreon. So uh, if this is something you are remotely interested in checking out, you can go to patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential to sign up for that tier. Uh, You can also sign up to join the ever- exclusive Slack channel, which we have had some really fun conversations. We'll talk about some stuff we talked about earlier, uh,
1: in the episode tonight. Yep. Go to patreon.com slash Coverband confidential. Check that out because there are some very cool things way beyond the podcast that we are creating that we'd like to have you be part of. Absolutely. Well, uh, did you end up swinging by the, uh, the Moog factory when you were in Nashville? I did not, but there are some signs up and I know that I, that I could have, it was, um, it was like a day and a half, um blast past Asheville, which is nowhere near enough. I mean you you could you could walk around and it's kind of like food and bev and shopping Disney World. Yep. Asheville. And so um uh I do have a new favorite brew pub, um, a place called Dissolver, which is phenomenal. And um and uh new favorite Tapas Place. Which which is just this killer little Tapas place in a ba- yeah. in a basement in Asheville. It's amazing. Um but I did not get to the Moog Factory or tour, but those are certainly a thing you could do if you found yourself yep. in Asheville. It's a very cool thing.
0: Yeah, the last time we stayed there, we we were a block from the Moog Factory. So in order to get into the like into the downtown area, we had to walk past it every time. Yes, so, um, it's a great little town. If you've never been, I highly recommend checking it out. Super fun. Um, speaking of uh, anniversary trips, Amber and I have uh, just booked a trip to New York City Sweet. for our anniversary uh, in December. Okay, so we'll be. It'll be post uh Thanksgiving pre Christmas um so we'll get to see New York City all dolled up for the holidays. You going to skate
1: skate in front of the tree at Rockefeller Center. You got to do that.
0: Maybe. We're probably just going to reenact every single scene from Elf. Yeah, you got to run around like-
1: the, the the door and pick the gum off the
0: Frame by frame, we're yeah, gonna do the whole thing. It. Find the world's it. best cup of coffee. That's it's really be good.
1: It's really good. Find a couple of guys handing out flyers and take all yep. of them. I, I think that's what you have to do. And you have to film that and we'll put it up for our Patreons.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So uh other than that, you had a very uh fun gig you wanted to talk about. So let's uh why don't we just get into it? I've
1: had a few things going on. So um people just catching up on on um, the news about us. Um I have been creating relationship and having a relationship with a a, a, a new company in town. But, um, so what it is, is bull city cider works. They're their cider yes. place and bull city is Durham. So they're not original to here. They started in Durham, North Carolina, and we're their fourth location. They have two more that are opening up in the next few months. And the manager of the local one also manages the Lexington, North Carolina shop, which is about half an hour South of here. And, um, Taylor, my acoustic duo partner and I walked in there one Saturday afternoon and met him and told him what we do. And he got excited about it and, uh, booked us for three dates with the duo and put me on every other Wednesday to do the live music pub trivia thing that I do. And then I walked in there the following Wednesday and crushed it. I mean, the place was packed. It was like an hour and a half of high energy, crazy fun. And then we did it again in two weeks, totally crushed it, um, even bigger, um,
0: right, we we had said that you know, the first one could have been a fluke, but the second one is very hard to fluke, and then the third one is unflukeable. So we did you know? the
1: third one this week, and it was it was not as big as either the first or the second, but still packed the place. So sure. um, it's it's really proven itself, and he would like me to go do it the alternating Wednesdays, the off Wednesdays, at his place, the same same company in. Right. Lexington, about half an hour south. And I have now taken him up on that. So I'm going to be doing that Okay, there. We'll just try it once. I don't know. Because I don't have any built-in like fan base in Lexington. That's half an hour sure. away from me. Um, but uh, most of the people who turn up for this thing are not people who knew of me. So maybe it's not related to that. Maybe people are just super hungry for getting out and doing fun things right now. So Sure. Um, so we'll do that. And, and we've, we've had some good returners. There, <laughs> there are people there. Last night, who have been at all three of the last three, and uh, and, and a bunch that were brand new. Um, so it was really great. We did 90s last night, and uh, I got my Nirvana on myself, I felt. Uh, yeah? Yeah. You know, well, what what uh, what tunes did you teen pick? Spirit, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, of course, I did a bunch of other grunge and whatnot, other things. Did you do Dishwala? I did. did better than Ezra? I did mm 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 Oh, Mm, 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 mm. I did that one.
0: Yeah. Yes. The crash test, the crash test dummies. That's the one.
1: That's the one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Indeed.
1: Yep. Anyway. So then, so last night, uh, at that, the third one of those, the thing to get is it's a Wednesday night. It's a 90 minute show. I have found that going much longer than that, you start to lose people's focus. Um, 90 minutes is just enough to leave them happy and wanting more. And it's just enough. Um, and between pay and tips, it was a two hundred ninety five dollar night on a Wednesday for 90 minutes, hour and a half. It's pretty sweet. So yeah, that's it's hard to fight with that as a as a thing to keep doing. Um, and we may we may end up adding it every week instead of every other. See how we do in Lexington. Um, we're also talking about adding the karaoke that I do on Monday nights. There's just opening up on Monday, and it's it's going to be a um, an industry night. And so, um, uh, we're going to experiment with that too. So the point is, um, all of this is happening on the shoulders of a really great relationship that I've created with this guy who is the manager of that place. And he now wants to, wants to use me everywhere. We were talking about like, he said, Hey, what are you doing? I'm, I I need to, I need to fill in for Sunday. I said, well, I'm open Sunday. I don't want (laughs) to, I said to him, I don't want to like monopolize your schedule. He said, I'd be a lot easier for me if you did yeah <laughs> well all right i mean if that's how it's gonna be that kind of relationship can fill your calendar and 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 be really great so um so it's a great thing to have to have really create that with him so so that's fun we did um the cold Rain Ray played a played a uh set there on sunday afternoon and uh it was good it was good you know full nice. full room we were wallpaper for most of it but uh but did our trick we reach out and grab you for a few that are sort of our our signature pieces very nice. Um, yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm working on setting up a rhythm section behind Cold Iron Ray. And so I have some... Yeah. Talking to some people about that and starting to get excited about that. I'll have some news about that before too long here, I think, so... Fantastic. Yeah.
0: yeah there There's also a lot of behind the scenes, we're not talking about things that we you and I have discussed that you're not quite ready to drop on the world
1: it's quite true. yet. It's true. It's true. I've had some All very exciting, had some ideas. And what I do yeah. when I have an idea is I register the domain name and I open the Facebook page. There you go. And I make a logo.
0: Fantastic!
1: I have a lot of domain names and Facebook pages and logos sitting around for ideas that never went anywhere, but I'm glad yeah. to have put my foot on them, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. So yeah,
1: what, you, what you, what you've been
0: up to? Well, you know, um, this week has been a pretty big week for me. I um, This is three gigs with three projects in seven days. Nice. Situation. So um, on Friday, I did a solo acoustic gig by the house, had a bunch of people come out, made a pretty solid amount of money. Um, Amber came out with the kids and one of our neighbors, and our kids were absolute just monsters. <laughs> so... I, uh, as she was packing up, I said, the first $100 in my tip jar are going to you and our neighbor to go and get foot massages. Mm. So um, it ate into line. From chasing my the kids around. Line. That was the... Yes. Yeah. Ate in my bottom line a little bit, but uh, still feel like it was the right move. Still walked out of there with a pretty solid take. Um, it was uh, all,
1: all tip gig? I mean, you just stood it up on your front.
0: No, 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 no. So it, it was 150 to do the actual performance itself uh-huh. for three hours. Yeah. Um and I still walked away after distributing you know my earnings mm-hmm. uh with about with a little over 100 bucks in tips. So okay, good. It all, yeah, it all worked out great. Yeah. Um then on Tuesday Amber and I went down into the city to do a live uh like a duo live stream from uh from Vinkman's, which is the first time we've been in that room in over a year. Uh and that went really well. I had a lot of fun. Uh got some tips. They paid us very well on top of that. Um We may be doing one more of those before they open. Uh, They have told us when they intend on opening, but they have not quite announced uh, that to the public. So we're kind of keeping that close to the vest. Um, And then I, uh, I had last night, I had a rehearsal with the band called the potentials, which is who I'm filling in for on Saturday, uh, doing just a rhythm guitar kind of fill in gig for them. Uh, And, It it was interesting. So I ended up getting plugged in with these guys because of a pickup gig I did for a wedding band in Alabama middle of last year. But like the guitar player who, again, is a listener of this podcast and is a fan and is a good guy. uh, I will shout Chase out uh, directly. um, He recommended me to uh, his cousin's band, who are the potentials, Um, and from like a vibe and like just like a hang perspective, like you could not have picked like a better group of dudes. Cool. So, um, doing this, you know, other than just the pressure I'm putting on myself to, you know, do a good job, which is something that I still need to kind of probably give myself a little bit of slack on, um, had a, had a really good productive rehearsal, um, felt pretty good about it. Had one of those like good guitar nights where I was like, Hey, you're pretty good at playing guitar. I love those and nights. Like, yeah, they they don't happen super often, but like I felt pretty locked in, and like my right hand was like like I, I was saying, I had a good right hand night. Yeah, um, you know when you're kind of like picking, in, you're like, this feels intentional, and it feels like you know what you're doing. Um, so that was good, uh, and yeah. So we have that show on Saturday. They, you know, call it whatever you want to. They've already paid me, so um, I do still have to show up and do you know, the things that I'm obligated to do. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's been a pretty crazy week. You know, in seven days, I've pulled in just around a thousand dollars in music money. That's so good. Bad. That's good. And that's, that's just me. Like, you know, do gig aside. Like that's, that's pretty solid, you know? Yeah. Pretty solid take. Yeah. So yeah. Feel pretty yeah. Good yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good.
0: Um, other than that, you know, it's been trying to get the, the basement buttoned up. Um, hope to potentially start doing members only rehearsals next week. uh, Cause we have our first big municipal event at the end of July uh, and have a bunch of things that we need. We want to kind of like build into it and kind of come out, you know, strong. So that's where we're at. That's
1: good. That's good. I think we're all caught up. well, here's one thing I forgot to say. Okay. Um, At the second trivia thing, the, the, the one before last week, two, two weeks before last night, um, what you drinking there? Um, liquid IV. Ah,
0: sounds tasty. I mean, it's like citrusy, like electrolyte.
1: Nice powder. In yeah, it's good. That's good. <laughs> it's important. Um, so somebody, uh, the the thing happened. The thing happened that Lay we, it on me. Well, that we talk about, where somebody takes your card, and then they call you. Whoa. Yeah. No. So so somebody took my card. And this is the huge night. This is the night that was like so like, like big and busters. energetic, yeah. like massive night. Um totally packed the bar and 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 um so somebody took my card and call and the next day I got a call from a local pool and racket club. Swimming swimming pool, private pool. This is the thing around here. I don't know, I'd never sure. seen it before yeah, in my yeah, life. No. Private yeah, pool membership in a pool club, but this a swimming pool yep. and you whatever. And um guy wanted to book me for the trivia. And so I said, happy to do that. Also, I have these other things. We ended up booking a night for the trivia, a night for the karaoke and a night for Cold Iron Ray. Okay. And, um, uh, and then I went out there yesterday to lay eyes on the place and kind of understand where I'd be standing and talk with the, the dude who's the manager. And, um, you know, it's a pretty cool thing. Members there pay a certain annual fee to have unlimited access to the pool and the tennis courts and the grounds and they have food there and stuff and and then all of the social events and entertainment events are included in that price so um he said the place is gonna be packed for this for this event like i I, i'm limiting it to 10 teams because that's how many noisemakers i have for people to ring in to play the game with um that work that that do well i have a a little xylophone that i should have spent more than nine dollars on Cause I can't hear it from when anybody has it. It doesn't make enough. Yeah. Noise. Um, uh, but there'll be kids in the pool and there'll be like the place will be packed. And, and, um, so that's another good relationship to have. And, and so that, that first, the first night of that, the trivia night of that is this, well, Friday's tomorrow, tomorrow. So okay. I'll have a report on that one next week. But, um, but you know, these things, uh, success begets success is the point. You, yes. know, you have a, have a great night and people want to replicate that in their own environment and they take you with and, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like
0: it's kind of like what Eric said, you know, they had a couple of good nights and they got they captured it and it became yeah. its own like it the steam generated itself. Totally. Really. Totally. So yeah, I mean we we've had a couple of repeat customers reach out to us about some stuff and, and we're working on some contracts for things in the fall. So, yeah, it, it always feels good to kind of like get re get your feet back under you and kind of establish those kinds of things yeah. like they were before. Um so that is Always good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, switching gears, we are going to um, we're going to do some listener stuff. We're gonna we got a couple of quests that have popped in, mm. and we want to address those. The main one being um, one around practicing. So uh, the question came to us via the email. Uh, This is from our buddy Russ. He didn't mention uh, what his band name was called or where he was from, but wanted to go ahead and reach out and, uh, We'll read his question, and you know, you and I have kind of talked about it a little bit, and the Patreon guys have chimed in, so we'll kind of take it from there. So, hello, Adam and Dan. I recently emailed you guys asking about pay-to-play gigs, and you gave me some great info. Now I'd like to ask you about cover bands having regular weekly rehearsals. My band, Level Up, there we go. So it's Russ from Level Up. Level Up. Uh, rehearses every Monday, regardless of whether we have a gig or not. Uh, they rent hourly, which is... Kind of an issue, 23 to 25 bucks an hour. Uh, Reserving three hours per week, you're looking at 75 bucks just to rehearse. Uh, So you can see how this can get pretty costly, absolutely. Uh, Lately, it seems practices have become uh, unproductive. Uh, He thinks that's a separate issue. Uh, But his question is Do you think it is necessary for cover bands to have regular weekly rehearsals? I personally think that if everybody does their homework, quotation, fingers uh then we should only have to rehearse transitions from song to songs maybe work out vocal harmonies uh to give you a little background we're relatively new got started about nine months ago didn't fully settle into the current lineup until uh, a couple of months after that Hmm. so the big question is is you know i there's two questions here so as a cover band if you're established how often should you rehearse also if you are a cover band that is just getting started how often should you rehearse? All
1: right. So Russ pointed out one thing that I was going to I was gonna leap in on, but he went ahead and did it for me. You, when yeah. you were describing this question, you used the word practice. Yes. And I want to draw a real strong distinction between practice and, and rehearsal, rehearsal, right? Practice is a thing you do at home. You do that in the privacy of your home where you learn your mm-hmm. part and you figure it out. You got to practice in order to be ready for rehearsal. Rehearsal Absolutely. is a thing that ha- takes place in a group. And so- Russ's language in this question was dead on all the way through. He was talking about rehearsal the whole way through. So the question is about rehearsal, but I just want to step over. Like if people are using rehearsal to practice. That's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, We don't, we don't no, like that. We got to deal with that. We got to deal with it. And that's one way rehearsal can become unproductive. So people are learning Absolutely. their parts on their feet in in the rehearsal room. That's not great.
0: Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. Very not cool. So, um, when I got this question, I immediately, uh, went into the Patreon Slack channel, uh, because it is filled with very smart people, smart, smarties, bunch of smarties. Have decided, yeah. They throw, they, they decided to throw a couple of bucks at their, at the future of their success and they wanted to go ahead and,
1: uh, dig into it. So I will go ahead and, and say. And just to say, Adam, it's, uh, what is it? Five bucks a month to participate in that? Yeah. It's, it's not much. That's it's like, very uh, much. it's kind of a pittance. Like, you know, you might consider that it would be a good thing for you to be part of just saying just saying
0: and like yeah if you want you know we we've we we've got a couple of tiers that you know involve coaching and things like that like these guys are getting a lot of personal attention in this group It's true uh, it is a very exclusive uh tribe of of guys at the moment um so uh you know Mike Schulte of the Pork Tornados you know they've been around for a really long time so like we rehearse maybe two to three times a year but they have a certain regimen around uh soundcheck and stuff because they play very regularly. So for him they say that they um, they start their sound check with the same song every time and they end their sound check with the same song every time. And anything in between is going to be two to three tunes that they're kind of working on. And kind of over time they kind of that's how they onboard new material because they're playing so regularly. That is what they've done. Now, the difference between a band like the pork tornadoes and level up is that the pork tornadoes have been around for, you know, 10 plus years at this point. And so all of the kind of dynamics between members and how the stage show works, most of those things have already been established. They've, they've done that work. So for them, it is just kind of like an onboarding process. Yeah. So what I had said um, is that, you know, you should rehearse as much as you can manage. You know, there being a financial component kind of plays into that to a certain degree. Um, But I also am of the same mind that you will learn more as a band just getting started about what your band is about by playing on stage in a show environment then you will in a rehearsal. For
1: sure. For sure. In terms of tightening a band, a gig is worth three to five rehearsals. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and there is some baseline of good enough, you got to get to. Yeah. You know, don't don't skip the first five to 10 rehearsals. Um, but the sooner you can get on stage and the more frequently you can get on stage, the tighter you'll get faster. Um Yes. Now, all, all of that said, um, the thing a new band is doing in the rehearsal room, like it looks like you're learning material together. Yeah. Right. It looks like you're honing those vocal harmonies. That's not really what's happening. What's happening is you're learning each other. Mm -hmm. You're learning each other and you're learning your, and, and I would say the most crucial people learning each other are the rhythm section, the drum and bass. Yeah. Because the the more time they spend um, just making noise together, just making sound together, the tighter their groove is going to mesh, the 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 more in sync and in the pocket they're going to be together. And that is what is band tightness. Whatever we guitarists and we vocalists do, I mean, you know, Adam and I are both guitarists and vocalists, but we're sort of over top of the the, the engine room of the band, which yeah, is the bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if the bass and drum isn't in sync, and in like, you know, those two players aren't in each other's brains and in each other's pockets, you know, it, that's really what makes a band tight. And that that can happen in the practice room. And that is a function of hours um, spent in the practice room. Um, but again, I, I, you know, once you're to a place where you're not going to cringe to put it on stage too badly, a little cringe is okay, actually, but not too badly. Um, you learn a lot better being on on like in a gig environment than you do in a practice room environment. Um, agreed. Is it still worth practicing every week? Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. I think until you are generating shows under your own steam, yeah, I think you still need to spend the, 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 I would call it discovery. Um, you're, you're, you're kind of feeling the dynamics out. Yes. Um, one of the, the term that kind of came to my mind as you were talking about is like, it's basically a study in electrical engineering because you're trying to determine where the energy lies mm. and how to harness it. Uh, I like that. And and that happens uh, with different parts of the group and different segments of the show. Yeah. You know, for, for members only, I feel like most of like, you know, any of the quote unquote choreography or like stage moves and stuff, those all happen like organically kind of in the moment. Yeah and then just we kind of took note of them to recreate in the future yeah um very few things i feel have developed in the rehearsal room other than just the general competency around the material and maybe you know hey that in the guitar solo you you go down the octave in this one section or you know let's hey you know the the harmony stack is you know these three notes you know those kinds of things. You're there to do. You're there to do the fine tuning, um, the performance stuff, and the stuff that I think matters to the audience is still probably going to happen in front of an audience.
1: Largely, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, you know the, the the thing I'm talking about in, that happens in a rhythm section, the gelling of a rhythm section, isn't at all what you just said, right? The details of how a song works or how the harmonies work. There's something very. Um, Personal and nonverbal, and um, I can't quite describe it. Not having ever been a drummer or a bassist, maybe they have so, language for it. But yes, well, let me
0: let me go ahead and do yeah, my, yeah, my two sentences. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the main thing about rhythm sections is, and when you're talking about tightness, it's basically the bass player understanding where the kick is dropping and, and making sure that they are in line with when the kick is being hit. Yeah. So, you know, in my in my particular case, like I just did that bass gig uh for the for the church thing, and it was a matter of listening to what the drummer is playing uh and making sure that if I'm if, if he's doing stabs on like the two and and the four that when I'm playing whatever chord changes I'm playing, I'm doing it in conjunction with what he is doing. Yeah. So there there is there is a there is a conscious awareness that like those players have with one another yes and it's it is little details like that it, but it is a lot of like the base in the in the in the picture i'm like lining up
1: and it's yeah and it's and it's um most of the players i've played with they don't have I'm not sure that language is, is where they find that relationship. I think it's about learning each other. And I'm those of you not watching this but instead of listening, I'm putting air quotes around learning each other. There, there is something very um intangible that happens that's magic <laughs> It a bracist and a drummer that makes them into a unit that's really, really powerful. And and that is a thing that can happen. It you know again I I I say it happens five to seven times more more fast more fast it's not quite English but more fast more faster on the stage than it does in a practice room um, but it's still a matter of time to, to playing together to 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 get that now I think yeah sorry go ahead well you know
0: the, it also boils it, it it depends on a lot of factors you know if you're a band that plays to a click like these things happen a lot sure less there's a lot less intuition involved yeah, it's very yeah. it's much more mechanical yes um so if you are in a group that doesn't play to a click and it is very much like you know everybody's kind of following one another then th- you do need to have a bit more of a situational awareness around yeah. these kinds of things yeah yeah and and and
1: find so. that find that 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 place of synergy yeah versus versus the clicks giving me the place of synergy let's just play to it right yeah yeah, yeah that's for sure now the the other thing um, sort of the, the, the base constraint from what this, from which this question arises is the cost of the practice space. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you've solved that by having a basement, um, or you will. Well, did I? We Well, I mean, well, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you, uh, yeah you're gonna have a basement practice spa again in just a few minutes here and well no but
0: also at that point you know i would i would kill to spend 75 dollars <laughs> right. per rehearsal a- like am-
1: amortized and, over rehearsals your reno is uh,
0: gonna be, i still yeah. don't think i'm I, i'm not ahead on that no, one probably even not, now probably not.
1: probably not. well listen so my solution is i have rented a uh, a storage unit in interior uh climate controlled storage unit um it's 15 by or um 15 by 20 feet. Okay. Something like that. Um, and it runs one ninety a month. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm well out ahead of the price that, that you're getting charged by the hour for, for that. Um, I can store PA and other gear there. My guitar is down there. My bunch of other stuff is, is in corners <laughs> stuffed up in corners and in, the, in, in the place there. Um, and if you can work out a spot like that, I really really recommend it. There are a lot of storage unit kind of places around that are looking for um bands. Part of the part of the reason is um turnover of renters. In a storage unit in the storage unit business is like the cost comes from people churning, coming in, leaving, all of that. And bands tend to stick around, tend to have Well, but they
0: they also if they don't, they tend to grab their gear and leave the space vacated. They don't tend to leave their crap and just disappear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to find a band storage unit on Storage Wars. Nope, it's not going to be a thing. Um, So it's a good a band is a good customer for a uh, for a storage uh, company, and so. I would recommend you look around in your space for a place you can like a DIY kind of space like that that you can get. Um, you know, when we first moved into ours, obviously playing in it, it sounded like a coke can. sounded like we we're playing in a in a aluminum can. And I hung up a bunch of um, acoustic blankets on the walls, and that helped a lot, warmed the space up very nicely. Um, and it's been it's been our home now for three years, um, and uh, and and I'm very happy. I wouldn't wouldn't do anything other than that. I think it's I think it's totally the way to go. So if that if that can solve your pricing constraint and get you into where you can just do a weekly rehearsal to get the band ready to get on stage, I, I think that's I think that's the way forward. That's what I'd recommend.
0: Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Um, yeah, the, the space is is really crucial. So, um, you know, Dan's idea is fantastic, but on on the same note, there's there's other options, you know, in our world, because we do silent rehearsals, you know, I was doing it in a basement, but theoretically I could do it in any room, in any house, anywhere, provided I had the, you know, the digital mixer and the headphones.
1: So say just a little bit more about silent rehearsals.
0: Yeah. So in our world, um, we do, the band, as far as guitars and bass has always been direct, um. So before we started the renovation of the basement, I had like a an Alesis Nitro kit down there. Spent like one hundred and seventy five bucks on it on Craigslist. Um, and with that and our our digital mixer, you know, we could do silent rehearsals in the basement, which meant that you know, uh, me and Amber having the boys put to bed, you know, we could. Is that me or you? Can't tell. It's like a haunted house. Tonight. Yeah, I know. So, um so in our world, you know, we could we could do uh, rehearsals with the kids upstairs without making a whole bunch of racket and it sounds great to us and it's all very self-contained and all of that. So, if you can find a way to 1 uh, have a digital mixer, 2 have direct amplifiers and 3 have digital
1: drums and you and, can... and in-ears or headphones. So the point yes, is and headphones. you're all playing to to headphones or in-ears and so there's no noise happening out speakers. Yeah. And uh so it's very bedtime compliant for Indeed. children. Yeah.
0: And um it's not as expensive as you would think, you know, I think I've in order to set this up besides my guitar rig which I already had, I probably spent let's say less than $300 on the Behringer XR16 yep. and the Alesis yep. mix the Alesis drum kit. Yep. So it's not it's not as cost prohibitive as one might think. Um and it was definitely worth the investment. I've actually since sold both of those things, um, in order to fund some of the other stuff that we've got going on, but, uh, well worth it. You know, in my case, I now have the, uh, the band's front of house mixer, which has, you know, which is the, you know, the X 32 and it has more, uh, doodads and, and features and stuff that we can now use
1: for rehearsal purposes. Yep. So, Yep. Yep. So um, the question, how often should you rehearse prompted just a whole range of sort of answer-ish stuff.
0: Yeah. You know, you know the, the general consensus is as often as you can, if you can do it once a week, that's great. If you can't, that's also fine. As much as you can handle until you get established. And once you're established, you know, you do it kind of less
1: frequently. If you get to a point where you're, you're gigging a couple, three times a month. That's your rehearsal. You it's don't need really not necessary. Yeah, you may you may want to get together to onboard new material. Sure, right, but that's different from like rehearsing. That's that's yeah. a that's that's a different kind of work.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you are playing regularly, there's no reason why you couldn't literally add a new song every single show. Sure, based on the workflow of showing up, working through a song that you've already practiced yep. because we've already talked about that, yep. um, going through it sound check and then playing it the night of that show, and then once it's in its end, you know, so. In conclusion, there is no right answer. It's really just as much as you can manage, uh, given the resources that you've got. And the more that you do it, the quicker you'll get to where you want to go.
1: There you go.
0: Fantastic. Perfect. I think that's it.
1: Covered it. I love
0: it. So, uh, by this time next week, I will have done the, uh, the fill-in gig. Sweet. And we'll have that to talk about. Um, I did have something that I talked to you guys about concerning some weird, um, like solicity thing that I, I probably need to talk about at some point. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we'll save that. Yeah. We'll save it for next week. Next go round. So yeah, I think that's it. Cool guys. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully this time next week, uh, I will be in a much more uh, permanent position and, uh, things will go a little bit smoother, uh, production wise. So, uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, if you would like to support us or do anything special to, uh, take this to the next level. The easiest thing for you to do is when you're listening to the show, screenshot it on your phone, post it to social media, tag me, tag Dan, tag the show. Uh, We'd love to see those. And if you want to do anything else, you can do all the stuff that Dan is about to mention. But for now, I will go ahead and call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson.
1: From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray.
0: You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of June 25th, 2021.
1: Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at Cover Confidential, and Twitter at Confid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.